Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Graham Miller. And I'm Chris Mancini. It's episode 373. You know what? It's going to be a joyous episode. It is going to be a joyous <laughs> episode. It's fantastic. For those of you joining us for the first time, uh, we're going to, we have a friend of ours on, and we're going to talk about some movies like Wonder Woman, Mindhorn. Uh, <laughs> And we're going to be talking about some trailers, American Made, Murder on the Orient Express, and uh, some DVD and Blu-rays coming out. Um, yeah, and also we got uh, we got so much to talk about. Where do you want to begin? I Graham? don't know where. Where do we begin? Um, I want to first of all give a shout out to the comedy film nerd fans that I ran into at the New Kids on the Block concert at uh, <laughs> the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, I believe Charlene was there. Pam Meyer, who did the. Mm-hmm. Um, the Morgan spoiler app, I think, with us. How do they find you and the Hollywood Bowl? Uh, Pam, I, we were sitting very close to. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, and you were on stage. And Heather yes. <laughs> was on stage. <laughs> it was only made sense. We've had Joey McIntyre on this show, so of course he would have me sing yeah, and dance. It makes perfect sense. It was like, any podcasters in the house? I raise my hand. I get up there. Oh, oh, oh. It was great. It was fantastic. I was sitting there. I'm, I'm with my girlfriend and... You know, he's doing this, he does, you know, um, uh, Please Don't Go Girl, right? That's his That's mm. his song. And so they're like, since we're at the Hollywood Bowl, they had this world-renowned woman who was a cellist come on. And so she's playing the cello while he's doing this thing. And there's a spotlight and he's on the Jumbotron. And I'm like, yeah, he's been on our podcast. <laughs> 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 it's, just like, it's, just, it's just hilarious to me. Uh and then uh, I believe this woman, Heather, that comes to, she's a big New Kids fan that's come to the podcast festival and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So big shout outs to them. Excellent. Well, but, we uh, big Patreon announcement. We hit our first goal. We hit the $1,000, guys, which yeah. means we're going to be doing two spoiler apps a month, starting with we're recording a Wonder, Wonder Woman spoiler Woman. app later today. Now, the ATC studio was already booked well in advance, so we're doing that one in the garage. I tell you that because that means there'll be no video for it. So right. We, you, we won't be releasing the full video on YouTube, um, but there will be a Wonder Woman spoiler app recorded later today. We are also, also we'll cover Wonder Woman today yes. on this episode for sure, but we'll go into the, the nitty-gritty of it um, with the Wonder Woman spoiler. And um, what we're doing, we just started as of, uh, I believe, last week, so... For the Patreon backers, the $5 level, you get bonus audio. Yes. Uh, and then you're also going to get uh, bonus video. And uh, we're going to take the whole, like this whole episode you're going to listen to today, the video of this will be released just for the Patreon backers. Mm-hmm. And then the clips of each movie that we talk about will be released each day. On YouTube. On YouTube throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So you can see the clips. Uh, for free on YouTube and of course if you haven't please go to the youtube.com slash comedy film nerds and hit the subscribe and like and build that channel up yep. which would be really cool and like we said the Patreon really helps us it, it stabilizes the company it helps us grow so if you haven't uh, checked out the Patreon please do at that $10 level you get a lot of bonus uh, exclusive content yeah. too bonus, and, the, and then bonus episodes will only be released to Patreon so we're doing all that yes Let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. First time guest. First time guest. I think I, there's like there's so much that I had wanted to say, but I'm like, no, they're doing the Patreon intros. <laughs> I better not interrupt. Uh, I've known you for a long. Laura Swisher, ladies and gentlemen, is our guest. Hey, listeners. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I've known you. You had one of the first podcasts, Wheezy and the Swish. Wheezy and the Swish. Yeah. That was like night 2004. 
five, six, somewhere in there. Somewhere around there, maybe. Er, wait, maybe earlier. Maybe earlier. I think it's no. Actually, I think it's no. It's two thousand five. That sounds about an right. Early adopter of podcasting. Yeah, early adopter, and then um, when it started becoming profitable, I was like, you know what? I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> I'm not in it for the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in it for the art of podcasting. Sure. And We're I just want... filthy whores over yeah, here. Ex- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You guys are sellouts. Um, <laughs> I'm just a purist. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go home and I'll just speak into a, speak into my room. And, uh, and that's just like, it's about the art of talking. And or just going on and on. So then you work currently at Maximum Fun. Now that's a non for profit. Well, yeah, behind the scenes. Uh, no, yeah. So I work for uh, I work for Maximum Fun, and it is uh, it's Maximum Fun, you guys. Well, you. Uh, I ran into well, you had me on um, International, International Waters, Waters, which is yeah. a fun show to do because mm-hmm. it was cool talking to uh, two comics in the UK. Um, about whatever I forget what we were talking about, but that's a fun show. So, what other shows and stuff do you do over at Max Fun? Oh, we've got a lot. We have uh, Judge John Hodgman is one of our shows. Mm-hmm. We've got Throwing Shade. Uh, Pop Rocket is a sister show to uh, Bullseye. And of course, you have Jordan Jesse Go. No. no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Ha- oh wait, yeah, 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 we do. We have Jordan Jesse Go. Um, and uh, we, I think there's. Uh, a re- like near like thirty different shows. We don't produce all of them in house, but um, but yeah, there's there's a lot. And what your what's your official title over there? My official title is senior producer. Ooh, yeah, fancy this means yeah. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> over thirty. Yeah, yeah, they they check for gray hairs, and uh, if they find one, that you just automatically you get labeled senior. Nice. Do you kind of fucked up? Do you? Uh, uh, beat so up. a few more VP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you beat up the freshman producers? <laughs> do you haze yeah, absolutely. them? Put them in garbage cans? Absolutely. <laughs> good, good. Freshmen are weak. We've got some production interns. Like, oh, yeah, the stuff that we make them do over there. Good for you. Crazy. Good for you. So, Way to abuse power. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I know. I learn, I learn it from watching the best. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wow. Um, wow. What a piece of shit. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Chris Mancini. I, actually, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, one of the things that really helped this film was all of our lowered expectations from something from the DC uh, cinematic universe. And um, it's amazing how you're like, oh, yeah, remember what happens when uh, movies get made with competent filmmakers at the helm that aren't shackled and, uh, you know, pushed into doing things they don't want to do? Hmm. How about that? Yeah, I know. You have Patty Jenkins who did Monster, and then in that other time she's also done a lot of TV. She's done Betrayal. She's done The Mm -hmm. Killing. So so It's her first feature since Monster. It's her first feature since Monster, but the TV she's been doing has been well-produced and Mm well-made as well. So, you know... Uh, I don't want to name names, uh, but Star Trek franchise, when you hire Justin Lin, uh, who's yeah, a Fast well, and Furious director, he's a guy yeah. that's going to completely miss all the social commentary from the original yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, what do you Trek. think is going to happen? Yeah, you're going to have right. Fast and Furious in space. Right. Do you want them to answer that? Yeah. Are the, you think the studio executives are listening? They're going to call you up next week and like, okay, this is, this is what we thought was going to happen. Good point, Graham. What, when you hire Justin Lin, don't be surprised when Justin Lin shows up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was one of those movies that I was really happy to see. I, I thought it struck the right tone. It was lighter than the other DC ones. It was funnier. It was more fun. 
it was there were definitely some shades of Captain America, you know, the the first Avenger in there for sure. But all in all, I thought it was a solid uh, movie from start to finish, and it was like it's probably the best DC movie oh, for yeah. uh, since like the Batman trilogy. Oh yeah, I mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's. Uh... I was my only nitpick was just the accents. I was like, "Come on, <laughs> I did notice that." Like Ludendorff, I'm like, "What accent are you?" I know, German. And I was trying to excuse it for the Amazon women because I'm like, "All right, so there's no, we don't know the accent." The mascara maybe had maybe it has its own accent. Yeah, we it's don't a, know it's a fictional island. island's yeah. accent. And sure. I, I, my guess was they went. We oh. speak many languages. Sure. So we and we pick the accents. So we we just float <laughs> accents around, or maybe they're yeah. like, well, Gail Godot has an Israeli one, so let's all try to give them that. Right. That or some version of it. But I let it slide because yeah, that yeah. opening fight sequence where the Amazons are fighting the Germans on the beach. Oh, it's was fantastic! Fucking fantastic. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Laura, what did you think of this movie? I. Uh, yeah, I loved it, and it's it's uh, you know everyone talked about going into it. It's like such a it's like the first uh, film starring a uh, superhero movie, or mm. the, actually, it's done the best. I guess there have been um, in the past, but uh, watching it, I realized like holy fuck, we don't actually see it that often, and there's so many little moments where I was watching that that sort of uh, leapt out at me. Um, like in in terms of like the feminism, there's like little points across the movie where I'm like, oh, I, I like that. Just even from the very beginning, where um, she has to rest, Wonder Woman has to rescue the down fighter pilot. She I'm rescues like, the right. man. I she love rescues, that. And it's and it's it's Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, like, Plays the best girlfriend in a move superhero movie <laughs> ever. It was. It was. I loved that, and it wasn't because I loved it on a lot of levels. First, I was like, I was noticing those things too. Like, wow, this is new. This we're not yeah. seeing this. Right. But also, Chris Pine, like, they didn't like make him like. Oh, right. Exactly. He's a man. He's a, he's he's a spy, but. They gave him something to do. They gave him something to do, mm-hmm. and then she was so fucking such a badass. Right, and, yeah. and that was one of the keys to the script and the storytelling is a lot of times these superhero movies, whether male or female, they fall under the trap is everything is about the superhero, where it's Batman, Superman, and every other character is window dressing. Right. So with a movie like this or like the Dark Knight trilogy, you have all these other characters doing different things, and it all supports the overall story that the superhero is in. And that's what I loved about Chris Pine's character, uh, Steve Trevor, the spy. Um, he had his own things he was doing. He had his own agenda. He was, he, you know, he had things to do. Uh, not just like, oh, well, what's the superhero doing? I'm just going to be like the sidekick. It was so nice it, to it was see great. a man that was like a fleshed out character. Exactly. For once on film. <laughs> yes. It finally. Yes. Finally. Yes. Oh, I'm so tired of men just being Jeez. arm candy. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's so hard to watch. So, uh, but it was it was a real joy. It was a real fun movie to watch. Uh, I got a little irritated that uh, there was no stinger at the end. I was, yes! like, I was like, oh my gosh! I'm like, so we're saving you guys some time right now. If you haven't seen the movie yet, don't wait. There's nothing at the end of the credits. You're like, oh, there's going to be something. There's something at the end of all these movies, yeah. and sometimes there's more than one. Maybe there's two or three. Maybe Batman will be in the uh, at the end. There's nothing. It yeah. just ends. Well, what else, Laura, that you were saying? There were several moments that stood out. Uh, there was the, uh, in one scene, uh, Chris Pine, 
or Steve Trevor. <laughs> I'm always Steve Trevor is like, you know, you need to wait here. And then Wonder Woman's like, um, no, I do what I want. And just yeah, like yeah, walked yeah. off. And you and that's one of another moment where yeah. you just re- like, I'm just so used to, you know, sort of guys taking charge of movies, it like protecting a woman. And you're like, oh, OK, well, that's nice. He's looking out for her. But in this case, she's like, fuck that. I'm going to I'm going to do what right. I need to do. I'm a superhero. Yeah. I liked the way the lasso worked, too. Like, oh, I yeah. can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. And they put the last one. I'm a spy. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, uh, it also was a great way to get exposition out of the way. Like, if you didn't know what 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 he was doing there, what was there, and it was uh, it's it served a purpose and it was fun. He's Um, so funny. Like Chris Pine was super charming and this is his best popcorn movie uh, that he's done. Now, like Hell or High Water was a drama, but when you when you compare this to like the Star Trek movies and stuff. And the uh, the popcorn stuff that he does. This is by far his his best role. What else were you gonna say, Laura? Because because like, no, like the the lasso of truth. Just uh, when he's when he's like got it, he's like oh, it's getting it's, it's really hot and uncomfortable. Yeah. And you could you could see him like fighting. Like I don't want to say it, and then he reveals the truth, and you could see on his face like what did I what did I just do? Like. <laughs> I just thought those like there was a lot of moments like that were just really like funny and charming, but also like they moved the story along and right. uh, yeah, it was it was good. There were so many cool moments too. Like I mean, this this is in the trailer, but her like having to wear a dress in that p- time period. Yeah, her just being like, "What is this? What is this? I can't fight in this. How do you fight in this?" Mm-hmm. Like it was, I I thought it was really cool. It was it was good origin story. Yeah. And it, it harkened to me of like when Thor, the first Thor movie where he came to the earth because she's sort of like that. She's she's not a human that got special power. She right. she right. was born in a different place and has special power. So seeing her interact. Related to the Greek gods. Yeah, related mm-hmm. to the Greek gods. So seeing her interact was really, I was like, oh, cool. And it was such great commentary. I mean, her, that whole storyline, her storyline and specific to this movie is, and we'll get into more of it with the spoiler up, but because I don't want to. Reveal the yeah, ending. There's, there's stuff we'll talk about in the spoiler for sure. But but it's like it was such commentary on <laughs> humans and just yeah. oh I mean there's the line where um the world of man doesn't deserve you. Right. right and it was right. like, mm-hmm. wow, that was awesome. And well even yeah, because so they set up that she's basically lived on what how do you say the island again? Therm- Themyscira. Themyscira. So she's essentially grown up uh, without ever having seen a man or the rest of civilization. So on this island, they're just like training like fucking badasses. And uh, from my understanding, like all the women in th- that were like on the island and and doing these stunts were actual athletes. Oh yeah, being they had athletes. To have been. Yeah, they they're fantastic, but also extremely athletic. So you have you have Wonder Woman that gets off the island and is sort of like discovering the world for the very first time and like with no pre- preconceived notions other than oh they don't deserve you and uh and they're like a warlike people but other than that it's yes. like she's looking at society and everything that's happened like even the line about like what do you do like oh i'm a secretary what does that mean like oh i go whatever you want it's like oh where i come that's slavery it sounds <laughs> like slavery <laughs> <laughs> the secretary goes huh yeah, i like yeah. her <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and it also it, it there's just like little great moments like that. Like you see it like uh, 
even even part of like the Superman mythology where it's like, you know, stranger in a strange land where like, I don't, this is all new to me. I'm not from around here. And there's so much comedy to mine there. And there, they did. They did it right. And they didn't overplay it. It was just the right amount. And it wasn't like, you know, stupid, obvious jokes that you would think. So it was it was a really well-balanced, uh, the tone didn't go all over the place. It was a, just a really well um, crafted it, uh, ma- it, ma- it so much sense, you know. I-, I loved, I loved all of that. I loved because it was the best Marvel movie DC has made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, no shit. Because because uh, a friend asked me, was it? I said, yeah, it was good. They go, was it Marvel good? And I said, yeah, yeah it's better than some Marvel movies for me. It's better than Iron Man two. It's better than Ant Man. It's it was really. I like this better than Guardians of the Galaxy two, which I didn't fully enjoy. I don't oh, know wow. if that, if I don't know if everyone's going to hate me for that. I didn't not I mean it was enjoyable, but I like I found myself getting a little bored. Uh in certain parts. So this one I like yeah, it I had never got made, bored. Yeah, I didn't get bored. It moved along uh And it wasn't a sequel too. So Right. And, and like I said, I think we had such lower expectations. I think that helped the movie tremendously. I'll say this, I was not a fan um, we didn't even we weren't even on, sold on the trailers. I wasn't sold on the trailers mm. because I was like, it's DC. I just can't I can't get excited for a DC movie I, unless it unless it was the three Batman movie that Nolan did. I can't. And the trailers too. It also showed a kind of a different tone of the film than what actually the film was. As usual, the trailer yeah. wasn't completely representative of the film. But also, like I wasn't sold on the Gail Godot casting. Right, but you and are now. I am absolutely now. Yeah, and and. My girlfriend hasn't seen it. You know yet. who isn't sold on the Gal Gadot casting? Lebanon. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they banned it because she served in the Israeli Hezbollah. army. Hezbollah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two countries still officially at war, still so th- no Wonder Woman did Lebanon. Nope. Um, but like, I remember. So, so my girlfriend was a huge uh, Xena Warrior Princess fan, and she was she was mad at the casting because she was like, it should the woman should look like that. That's how Wonder Woman is often drawn. Okay, is like. Lucy Lawless, like mm-hmm. strong, athletic. Amazon princess. Amazon princess, beautiful. Gail Godot's, you know, looks too much like a runway model. That was my worry. Man, she was great. Like I, yeah. I was. She brought it. She brought it. She was a badass. And those opening, you know, Laura, you're talking about the opening scene where we go to Themyscira, and you, it's just women training. Yeah. Fighting, right. fight training. That's all they're doing. Mm. I would join CrossFit if it was like Themyscira. Right. <laughs> like I. Or if there's like a girl summer camp and that's mm-hmm. what the training would like. I took archery, and yeah. I went to camp. I did archery, but if it was like archery on horseback, yeah, holy that shit. would be pretty cool. And then the poor, I felt a little sorry for the uh, the child actresses that played her. Like, I'm sure the direction was just try to match her accent as an adult. <laughs> 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 well, it was cool too because it was it was about. You know, they were training. It was, I was, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. everyone should study martial arts, but that's the, to me, I For was For the like, coming apocalypse, it makes sense. It's going to, you're going to need it. Zombies um, are robots. One of them's going to take over. <laughs> but if it's robots, then what? How much training are you gonna, do you need to, like, defeat a robot? Sorry, this is a little off topic, yeah. I guess. No, no, I'm sorry, right but, like, I just realized, like... You need, you need like, IS training. Because they're... What is... What's IS? Yeah, you need IS. What is yeah. that? I don't even know what that is. IS, that's uh, a computer support. Okay. Yeah. You need... All right. So, yeah, so you can, like, train, but then you also need, like, a guy that... Or girl, sorry. And a web designer. A fucking Wonder Woman that also yeah. knows, like, <laughs> software and shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Wonder was, Programmer. It, yeah. It, it was cool... 
just as a as a superhero movie, I liked it. As a comic book movie, really good. As an origin story, really good. But then you add all of the facts that we have not seen this. Yeah. Somebody, I forget who, but somebody tweeted. This woman tweeted, "Now I understand why white males have are so overconfident. <laughs> After watching Wonder Woman, I want to yeah. go beat everyone's ass." And I was like, "That's hilarious." And I was talking about this. My girlfriend and I were talking about this, and I said, "Yeah, you know, I've talked. We've talked about this before, but." Growing up as a white male or just as a guy, there's there was so many heroes for me to look to. Yeah. I mean, my heroes were Captain Kirk. It was Steve McGarrett. Athletes, Muhammad Ali. I mean. Well, the comics, too. The comics. It was, you know, 90% male. Power Man, Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah. All these things. Spider-Man, Spider- Batman, all Superman. And actual, like Green I said, Arrow. and even athletes. Green Lantern. I looked up to. The WNBA didn't exist when I was a kid, you know. Does it so, still exist? Yeah, we go to games all the time. Chris, yeah, you have yeah. a daughter, you should take her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it's that's the other thing, too. I, I go to the WNBA now because, first of all, tickets are cheap. You can sit like 15 <laughs> rows off the floor. I mean, we were seven rows off the floor for like 30 bucks. It was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a guy... Never wait in the in the men's room. <laughs> it's, 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 it's never wait. There's a lot of perks. There's a lot of perks. Mm-hmm. We can sit close. And then I'm watching, and I'm like, these women are amazing athletes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking at young kids in the audience, a lot of young girls, but even some young boys who are looking up to yeah. these female athletes right. because they're amazing and should be, mm-hmm. they're amazing athletes and should be looked at. You're more feminist than me. I've not, I don't even, I probably shouldn't admit this. I have never been to a WNBA game. I, I'm telling you, you, they're amazing. I gotta go. I, when I hear a lot of women like, oh, you white male oppressor, I'm yeah. like, and how many WNBA games have you gone to? Oh, Boo. I don't know. You pulled yeah. a WNBA yeah, yeah, yeah. card. Oh. Like... So you use it just to play the card. <laughs> yeah. That's why, I, that's why I did USO shows in Warzone, so I can talk shit to conservatives who say, you're not an American. No, oh, I've been to Afghanistan and Iraq. Have you? I've told jokes in Iraq. I've told jokes in Iraq. Well, you have an American Eagle yeah. sticker on your Ford. Um, Wait, no, that was funny this past And I went to an WNBA (laughs) game. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. I was like, I got us tickets to New Kids on the Block, and I turned my girlfriend onto the WNBA. And she was like, so, Graham, you're a better woman than I am? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But that's, but going back to that, I I recognize that uh, there were so many, I mean, it just, Guys on TV looked like me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like uh, Tom Brady. He if I'm a young if I'm if I'm well. 7 year old Graham, he looks like me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so now to see that that young girls have this to look up to yeah is a is a really is a really cool and important thing. My only fear is they play <laughs> A bunch of ads for the army and stuff, and I'm like, oh, so now they're going to train young women to be all pro-war, <laughs> right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we're already not enough. We're we're only in what war in seven or eight <laughs> countries right now. Um, but so yeah, that was it. Was really it was powerful on that level, and also too, Chris, you you talked about the the you know the fish out of water. Yes, that has happened since <clears throat> the first Superman movie with Christopher right. Reeve or whatever. Mm. All those jokes. The, my my theater I was in wasn't packed, but it was fairly full. Mm-hmm. It was getting laughs. Everything yeah. was getting yeah. laughs. Jokes were landing. For sure. Mm-hmm. And Very Chris funny. Pine was great at that. So good. That's another thing that the trailer did. And, and uh, granted, it's difficult to get a, a joke without the context to work in a trailer if it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Where, but uh, And they didn't in the trailer. But, you know, in the context 
uh, these jokes worked and they also because it wasn't like this dark brooding movie that they tried to shoehorn some jokes into <laughs> Suicide Squad uh, but uh, it was actually a, an even tone all the way through so they worked and the jokes worked better so I was really happy to see I thought Patty Jenkins did a fantastic job directing this film I have a question. Did you take your daughter to see this? I did, yes. And what was her reaction? She really liked it, for sure. Now, um, she's actually grown up with like a little bit more of the options as far as like female leads and characters on television. Yeah. And one of the reasons is because of Disney channels. There's a lot of female leads in a lot of these shows. Uh, because they're targeting specifically that age group of like, you know, it's 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. She's starting to age out of them now. But, you know, back when we were kids, that never existed. There weren't there wasn't a channel full of yeah. shows with female leads that right. were you know, they were in them. So. so is this kind of normal for her? So, like so, is seeing this sort of mind blowing or is she just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, she was more like, oh, yeah, that was cool. That's it wasn't, nice. yeah. It, that's yeah, good. That's it what, is. That's yeah, what it, it is. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, it didn't like take her by surprise or cut her off guard and like, oh, wow, there should be more female superheroes. She just, you know, felt like this this was just a really good movie. Does she watch Supergirl on TV? Yes. She, she watches Supergirl. And then also uh, the Justice League, the cartoons that they used to have that are were actually really good. There was a lot of um, female characters in those too. They really um, mm-hmm. uh, showcase the female characters as well. So that, that that I never thought of it that way, but that is a good thing that yeah. this wasn't surprising for her to, to see like a movie like this. Yeah. So she doesn't so, want to smash the patriarchy. No, <laughs> yet. yet not yet, not yet. But <laughs> but well, I'm sure she will. <laughs> When she gets to college, yeah, she wants to smash the patriarchy and blame you and your wife for everything. Yes, he didn't uh, take what, me to what, see Wonder Woman enough. What, yeah, <laughs> that's what having children is all about. They're cute as kids, and then they yeah, hate you when they get yeah. older. It's good stuff. Um, so, well, I want to talk about this next movie, uh, Mind Horn. This is was a uh, this this was a movie. I was excited to watch. It's it's one of those exclusive streaming movies. It's a British film. And the reason was because it had such a great premise. I thought, oh, this is going to be a fun movie that I can recommend to Graham because I think he's really going to like it. Uh, The premise is there's an 80s actor who was in this cop show. And it was a really low-budget cop show where he had a bionic eye that could see the truth. So, uh, But now, 25 years later, everyone's forgotten about it. And there's an actual murder and the fan, the uh, the murderer will only talk to Detective Minehorn, so he has to come out of retirement to play this character again to help solve the murder. And I thought, oh, this is going to be really funny. It's got some great cameos in it. Steve Coogan is in it. So, uh, and the movie never goes anywhere. I was really disappointed because it, it just really wasn't made very well. And when you put Steve Coogan in a movie and you waste him, it's a crime because he is hilarious. Well, it's, it sounds like that thing that Conan O'Brien wrote on years ago that started Lee Majors where he was a TV cop. The show got canceled. I forget. It's It, it was one of these like folklore things like oh you got to see this it's you know before everything was on the internet and right. someone would have to give mm-hmm. you a, D, a, a VHS or something like that I've got to forget the name of it people listening a couple of you are probably screaming you yeah. know the title of email this. us that because yeah, I'm there was curious this, I've heard about it I've never actually seen it <laughs> right. but Lee Majors apparently but no it's Lee, it was Adam West maybe played a TV cop oh wow and the show got canceled but he didn't realize 
Like he was nuts and thought he's. So he just th- he stayed in character. And thought he was a real right. cop in real life. You can't cancel mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it was like that. He, and, and it's mm-hmm. and it's called something like it's not MacGruber, but it, it has some sort of like one word right, manix right. type cop name. So, um, but anyway, that's what this sounds like. But yeah, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. Kenneth Branagh plays. He, he does a cameo. There's a couple cameos in it, and there's so you think, oh, this is going to be really funny. It just doesn't. The jokes don't land. And it's just it, it it just doesn't go anywhere, which is which is a shame. I would say see the Abfab movie instead if you're, <laughs> if you're uh, interested for a, what a, a good British comedy. Um, so you know, I, sometimes these streaming services they get their money's worth. Sometimes they don't when they buy exclusives. Um, well, let me get let's get getting back to to Wonder Woman real yes. quick since it's mm-hmm. now it's also done over a hundred million dollars over the weekend, which mm-hmm. is that's a big deal. Because what, one of the things we talked about on one of my fears was, oh, they've miscast it. DC's going to blow be It's going to be awful. And then the studios are going to say, oh, see, you can't have exactly. it. And I was right. like, oh, fuck. They're going to take the wrong lesson They're away. They're going to take the long, mm-hmm. wrong lesson away. When they make they a still sh- might. They still might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not give yeah. up hope. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, yeah, that, that, that. But the fact that it made $100 million, that's the only thing they care about. Yeah. Right. So I was like, good. It's going to help the Miss Marvel movie get made, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so this is my this is my question to you. Is this the turning point where DC starts getting on par with Marvel or is Wonder Woman going to be the like Patty Jenkins is going to be like Christopher Nolan and just carve out this little <laughs> li- like lane of awesomeness Boy, while DC surrounds it with bullshit? I don't know. Unfortunately, I think it, that might be more the more likely scenario because you've got Zack Snyder um, doing Justice League and you've got directors leaving the other movies left and right from The Flash, from Batman, like Ben Affleck's not directing these. So you, it, it's like the the rest. There's one ship afloat, and all the rats are leaving the other one. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm not hopeful of it. But w- what's also interesting too, this is only the third comic book film to have a female director, uh, and the other two were Tank Girl and Punisher Warzone. So, <laughs> um, this movie was better than both of those combined. So, <laughs> well, the thing that. You know, the, the, there's, you know, I forget who, but some jackass said, oh, women can't direct a comic book or superhero movie, which is, com- I'm glad, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. No, of what course. What this proves. There's a lot of men who can't. There's a lot of men who can't. <laughs> and they keep far giving this fucking opportunity over and over <laughs> yes. again. Like, uh, over and over again. Zack Snyder produced this movie. Thank God he didn't direct it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show's like, I hope someone's waking up to the fact that you need is someone that can direct uh, if somebody directed a movie like monster right which is not an action movie it's not a 140 million dollar movie but it's a well told story it's a true story right. obviously find those types of directors and let them we've talked about this at great sure. length like let them comic book stories are pretty awesome they're all, you got it you yeah. have yeah. a great story you have a three act <laughs> You have it set. You've got a fair amount of source material to draw Jesus. from. Jesus. <laughs> like, don't get an action director. Right. I, I've literally, like, let the effects and action department handle that aspect of this movie and get directors like Patty Jenkins that know how they can to do the drama. They can tell a story and and the drama. Look, I know there's a lot of bells and whistles around a big budget movie like this, but right. the drama of her talking to her mom. Her mom doesn't want her to go right. to war. Her mom doesn't want her to go out in the real world. You know, right. like 
She's her or mom's a, a, a fucking queen. She's a leader, but still a mom, still yeah. worried about her kid. Like that, those scenes. And just you know, Steve Trevor just explaining war to oh. her, like like as if like uh, like you know she's a warrior princess, but also she kind of has the. Um, um, kind of like the the knowledge of basically a child because she's never left mm-hmm. the island. So to see those moments are really fun and interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was great directing. It had yeah. nothing yeah. to do with the hundred and forty million dollar budget. It was yeah. great directing. To don't, sh- don't get us wrong. There's plenty of special effects in the movie that are yeah. awesome. That are <laughs> yeah. awesome. Like, but that's a whole separate but department. They serve the film. They serve the yeah. film. Mm-hmm. It's not just like if they just had her like. In the in the hot Wonder Woman outfit, kicking ass, and then dumb story, bad dialogue, and then here's another explosion. You'd be like, God damn it! But no, it was it was, and and such commentary about war. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> this country is. We'll, we'll get more into that in the spoiler because yeah. I, I thought there was there were some interesting choices that were made there, and one or two baffling ones. But uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about more of that in the uh, in the spoiler. So, um, all right. We have a sponsor this uh, Oh, this snap. Yep, Harry's Razors. As you know, Father's Day is coming up, and you don't want to miss out. Uh, polish up that man face. I polished it up it yesterday. This morning? I used it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I, okay. I shaved. Oh, no wonder you're, like, glowing. You get a great uh, shave at a fair price, Graham. Oh, I know I do, Chris. Yeah. Anybody on YouTube can see right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 100% quality guarantee, a full refund if you're not happy, and it's $2 a blade or less, which is half the price of the leading five-blade razor They've made brand. them better. I've talked about this yeah. before. They've added the little extra... Because I have a couple of freak whiskers, whiskers right under the nose. Strays. The strays. They can't mm-hmm. can't get with the lubrication strip and the mm-hmm. blade. You can't get under there. But then they put the other thing and you just clean it We need it surgery. Up. No. <laughs> what, what's the you other need a Harry's thing? razor, Chris. That's it? That's oh, my it. gosh. <laughs> Wait, what is the other? Th- now I'm just curious. Like, what's the other thing that does the? It's just they put an extra blade on the top of the thing so you can really just go right underneath. Oh, that seems scary. I also use it because if I don't, I don't tweeze. I've never tweezed. But if I don't clean up, I would have one freak mongrel unibrow. Oh, wow. You'd so be like a werewolf. I would be like a werewolf. Uh, so I have to, I shave that. So that's what I use with the new Harry's razor, the little extra straight blade. I just go mm-hmm. clean that up so I don't look like wolf boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the shave set started fifteen dollars, Graham. So wow. you can't go wrong. That's fantastic. You can't. And what? But we're not going to make you pay full price. No. Five dollars off. Go to Harry's.com/slash/comedyfilmnerds. Get a razor handle, moisturizing shave gel, and three of Harry's five blade precision engineered razors. And uh, here's the cool thing too, because it's Father's Day, you can get a gift box, and you can add custom engraving and a personalized card for free. They're cool boxes. Mm-hmm. I've gotten them. They're nice. They get the nice handle. So, now, there's, so there's no coupon code. You just go to the landing page, and it'll take care of you. And there's a cool new thing now in, in, in the gift box. There's this little, like, metal thing that you can just put the razor in, like mm-hmm. a toothbrush holder. It's fantastic. Oh, well, there you go. It stands straight up? Stands straight up. Nice. You don't have to put your razor down on the tabletop. Like an animal. Yeah. No. <laughs> like a monster. Like, yeah. like a filthy savage. Like a, yeah, you, don't werewolf. Live, you don't live outside. <laughs> One of those hairy yeah. guys that just throws their razors <laughs> down on the... On the counter. So, One eyebrow, goddamn <laughs> night creature. It's like an overall. So harrys.com slash comedy film nerds. Five dollars off. Do it. Polish up that man face. Polish wolf. Up the man face. <laughs> Don't be a wolf boy. 
And uh, we want to mention our Patreon ad tier, uh, Mike Valdez. Go to whoismikevaldez.com and check out his comedy and his music. And that is the $50 ad tier on Patreon. If you uh, choose that that tier, we mention your name and website every single show. So you also then get mentioned on the YouTube. You see that? The Value-added. Shave your face. Polish um, it. Polish it. <laughs> And you know, one thing we wanted to mention, too, is we've been working with another company called uh, Laughable, and Mm -hmm. they have an app, and it's really cool. What we really like about it is not only uh, can you subscribe to podcasts through the app, you could subscribe to podcasters. So if you subscribe to, like, myself or to Graham, it'll also show up, like, where, which other podcasts we're guesting on. Yeah. It's a really cool new app, app. and and Mm -hmm. it's uh, the guy, Ned, over there that's making it, he, it was designed... He's a comedy fan. Right. And so it wasn't just a bunch of tech guys going, how can we get some of these podcast dollars? It was yes. like, and so they just did a show in New York um, on May 22nd. They're going to be disappointed, by the way, those guys saying those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the goal, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Laughable is a really cool thing. We started working with them. So it's an app I would check out. It, it, it in, in our opinion, it's a better way to consume podcasting and comedy, but it also does cool things like, oh, I'm going to follow whatever, let's say Burt Kreischer, and follow his podcast, and oh, he's a guest on this show and that show. Oh, and here's Burt Kreischer's tour dates, right? and I'm, I can buy his merch and tickets, and yep. it's going to really- All that stuff is coming, all those features. Yeah. They keep adding features, which is and cool. giving And giving us uh, comedians and content creators really cool data for us to tell- Yes. We can like, get some back-end value. Yeah. Back. You get things called heat heat maps. Heat maps, which I'd never heard that term before. I feel like I need I don't a, even special, know what it is. a yes. special razor. We still don't. Uh, polish map. up your heat map. <laughs> uh, so, also, let's talk about some trailers now. We oh, uh, we just saw two trailers. First one is American Made. Um, you know, Tom Cruise is a pilot for the CIA, based on a true story. I. Inspired by, inspired a, true, by like, a true story. What it what was the it said something like almost based on a true story. Yeah. Or kind of based on a true story. Like how much of it is true, how much mm. of it isn't. It's like they're well, it looks I don't know. It it looks interesting to me. And maybe Tom Cruise in a wig is exciting for me. I don't know what. <laughs> but apparently he's playing one of these I don't know. I for me, I've watched that show Narcos. I watched yeah. the movie Blow. I've watched all of these sort of that. It's 80s. weird that he has to smuggle yeah. a mummy to Central America. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Aaron? I was going to say, it, it. I don't know if that character is one of the guys from Cocaine Cowboys, but it seems like it, the documentary. No, that's right. It, yeah. uh, having watched a lot of those documentaries myself, yeah. it feels like it's a real it's a real guy. Right. And knowing that that what was going on with the drug smuggling were, were these like pilots who flew all this crazy stuff. And it looks like this is like the rock and roll there's a great. There was a great scene in the trailer of like where he's you know if you're working for the CIA you get a certain amount of immunity. Whereas like oh you're not going anywhere. We're gonna book you on all these charges and then he just walks out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And you wonder too like mm, how long is that gonna last though before it turns on you? <laughs> it's interesting because it's it's coming out in September. So that's mm-hmm. that's we're now getting that's the front that's porch. That's cocaine of, season. That is. Co- yeah, it is cocaine season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, mov- we're moving from meth to cocaine. Like I, I forget the exact. It is like August. Is it August twenty eighth? Is yeah. that the when like when it's you officially yeah. switches to you? You cocaine. can't wear white. <laughs> you can't wear white shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah, in the summer you can't have teeth right. with meth, and then you switch to white shoes. I forget. But no, no. But it is. It is getting up to. That's like Oscar season movie. 
mm-hmm. time. It's the start of that. Right. So what did you think of that when you saw that trailer, Laura? It's, it's like I just immediately thought of Narcos, the, the Netflix show, but like as a comedy. And also, <laughs> like, that's what it seemed to me. Um, I will probably see it. Based on the trailer, it looks like it could be fun. But I mm-hmm. go in just just expecting like oh it'll be fun do i think it'll be amazing like no but if i if i if it blows me away fantastic right mm-hmm. it's uh, narcos the comedy yeah pablo escobar <laughs> and those crazy drug cartel guys does every movie with cocaine have to have the scene where like the package explodes yes. and then and then suddenly they're talking a lot faster because they just like hey don't worry about me i got to you know <laughs> and their face I, I think, looks yeah. like they were making pancakes exactly. or whatever i honestly i think yes is the answer it's it like, is well, we have to prove that there's cocaine in this movie. It's like every mm-hmm. Vietnam War movie has the Buffalo Springfield song, What's Happening Here, and right. then some soldier always goes, well, after we win this war, oh, whoa, we do, man, wow. Um, yeah, I'll see this. This is... We're all, we're all going to go see it. Jack sure. Reacher flies a coke plane? Yeah, yes. I'm in. <laughs> sure, sure. Ageless Jack Reacher Are you going to go to the midnight plane. screening? Maybe not. No. Yeah. But, I'll, yeah. <laughs> but I'll go. Yeah. It's Monday afternoon, and I realized I haven't watched anything for this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the we'll start of cocaine season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a discount. <laughs> so the next trailer we watched is Murder on the Orient Express. And I, I have to say, I was not impressed with this trailer. And it really feels like to me... Everything wrong with big budget studio Hollywood filmmaking. Like, you know, you take this classic story and the, and you just throw a bunch of stars and special effects. You you try to amp up the stakes and you you um and that's all it is. Then it's it's empty and vapid. I mean, it's not I'm all it is. There were mustaches. There were mustaches. There's that like that true. thin one on hey. Johnny Depp. Hey. Hey. Yeah, there's a lot of costumes. Hey. There's it's a there's a nice train, uh, but. The trailer did not impress me. I'm hoping that there's more to it than the trailer. Well, so Kenneth Branagh directs this movie. And this guy is the most all-over-the-map director yes. I've ever seen in Everything my life. from Henry V to Thor. He did Cinderella. He did Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. He did Macbeth. And you said Thor and Sleuth. Uh, you know, the magic flute. Like, Was the first? I think it was Henry V was his first, right? Um... Yeah, his very first directing was Henry V. That was yeah. in 1989. Then he did Dead Again, which I thought was a cool movie when it came out. That was the like reincarnation film. I remember film. that one, yeah. Um, Robin Williams makes a cameo in that. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, and then and then he much ado about nothing. Like any Shakespeare thing, it's like, right. well, I guess well, get, he's- Well, get, get yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Get, get yeah. Branagh on the, on the plane. Yeah, get him from Einhorn for a scene. If you can't get <laughs> Justin Lin, then yeah, Kenneth yeah, Branagh. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two choices. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare in space or uh, car chase. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, the opening of the trailer of Murder on the Orient Express, I was like, ooh. A, like, <laughs> an intro, like, because I remember the original. They're tricking me with the production value. Right. I thought, <laughs> oh, we're, we're redoing this movie from the original came out, whatever, 40, 30, 40 years ago. It's going to be. Here's a good question for Aaron. How many times has the Murder on the Orient Express been made? While he's looking that up. Yes. Uh, so initially, I was like, "Well, this could be cool," and then I see Josh Gad and all these <laughs> wa- wacky accents and hair pieces, and then I'm just like, "Ah, oh, boy." It's Jackie Cation's is pile of haircuts. It's a pile of haircuts. <laughs> it's a Jackie Cation pile of haircuts. Yeah, I don't know if I have. Faith. I think I'd. I think I'd rather go see Tom Cruise at the beginning of Coke season than this. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'd, I'd definitely see that first. 
Um, what did we think of? I, I can't even remember everyone's accents, but I always like when Americans have to do like the accent. It's always a little bit off, or for whatever reason, we feel like we have to do them. I guess because maybe everyone's supposed to be British in this, but. What well, it's the Orient the Express. There's it's people from all over the world. It's it's a mysterious train. Yeah, that's my problem. It just feels like it's it's from the Orient. It's too much. It's too. It's all. I there's there's a weird. I don't know if it's a trend new a new trend, but it feels like, oh, an actor doing not their normal accent right. means they're amazing acting. Right. No, <laughs> it means they're a they're in a college sketch troupe. Right. Like, <laughs> it, like it just so just that. Wow, they can wear a wacky wig or a mustache and go. So Aaron, oh, Aaron brought it up, by the way. All right, it's a, a Murder in the Order Express. There was a video game in two thousand and six. Seventy four uh, was the was the original film that yes. I'm talking about, right? And did then you guys see was, that? Yes, uh, I did see that. Now that was that was one of those movies which was the reason why. Going back to my initial statement, mm-hmm. um, this one uh, was. Albert Finney plays Perot or Perot or however he pronounces his name. The best detective in the world. Sean Connery, Ingrid Bergman, Lauren Bacall. It was done more just like a a murder mystery that happened to take place on a train based on a thousand stars. Right. Mm -hmm. The thousand stars based on this book that we all know. Right. So when I see the beginning of this trailer, I go, oh, they're gonna take that cool thing from 74 and mm-hmm. maybe make the technology a little cooler in in terms of what they can show where the train is and all maybe this have stuff. a director at the same level as Sidney Lumet yeah <laughs> <laughs> turns out no yeah <laughs> yeah it's Sidney Lumet doing that it's a real riveting film it it I'm sure some of it doesn't hold up today but a lot of it will yeah mm-hmm. But then you. And there were two TV movies too. Yeah, there was two Mm -hmm. TV movies. So then, when you see this this trailer, you kind of go, "It just feels like a cash grab." And haircuts. It really felt like a a cash grab. And wacky accents. Mm -hmm. Doesn't speak to me. No. It also (laughs) just feels like what I don't know. Like I, I I kind of want movies now that are like that challenge me or a little bit different that I feel like I haven't seen, especially because we've seen like so many. Uh, great ones come out that like stories that haven't been told like Moonlight for example like okay there was a I had never seen that movie right. before and so it sort of feels like okay I guess you're going back to this well uh, and maybe it'll be good maybe it won't but I also I'm not that interested it's such a good point you bring up Moonlight and like Moonlight and Lion for me were two movies last year that were like <laughs> wow so different. Haven't seen this. Like we haven't seen what happened in Moonlight. We haven't seen Bombay or whatever. Like right. a kid living in abject yeah. poverty in India, and then a, and then a, the adoption process and being in Australia. Like we haven't seen any of that yeah. story. And that's a story that what happened to the people in Moonlight and Lion. Not specifically Lion, because it it's. But I know a lot of people. So what happened in Moonlight has happened to a fair amount of people, and what happened in Lion has happened to a fair amount yeah. of people. Why aren't we telling more of those stories versus, oh, there's well, a hidden, man on the train. Hidden Figures, too, is another great right. example of a story that we've never seen before. Didn't know and about there, it. True story. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's more of them out there. Yeah. Let's go find more of those stories mm-hmm. versus, I agree, Laura, just... And make good movies like Wonder Woman, too. You could do both. Right. Yeah. But again, you want to talk about something we just talked about. 
it's something we hadn't seen. We haven't seen a female hero who's a badass, yeah. who's, you know, who the, the male co-star is not calling the shots, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. and mm-hmm. it, it, the way that was done. So it was all. The, and all by the way, Supergirl, not a great show. <laughs> it's a shame, but it's not a great show. It just feels like uh, I haven't seen it, but is it just like TV for that they they didn't put a lot of effort into it because they're like ah this is for kids like kind well of the way n- Disney makes everything. It's weird also too. They do weird things like that aren't true to the comics. Like you know Jimmy Olsen is now um, they make him like a superhero. Like I'm like oh. what what are you doing what? And uh, they do some cool things, but also some things you go oh I can oh that's right. You went from CBS to the CW. There was a budget decrease. So yeah, see, see what are the too. good superhero shows that you think, like on TV, that actually work? Uh, I think the fl- we really like The Flash. Okay. We watched uh, The Flash. We enjoy, um, I'm trying to think. And, uh, Green Lantern? Uh, uh, I haven't seen Green Lantern. The uh, the animated one? Isn't there the, oh, not Green Lantern. Oh, Green uh, Arrow? Yeah, Green Arrow. Yeah, Arrow. Uh, Arrow's good. Is it well. just called Arrow? And I'm yeah. calling it Green Arrow? Yeah, what about a, Green but it Arrow? is Green Arrow. That's the, that's the character's <laughs> name for sure. What are his colors uh, of his arrows? And then um, Red Flash. You got you guys like that one. Red well, yeah, Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll tell you, Legion Blonde was Super really Girl. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the one on FX, Legion was really interesting, and mm. then the Marvel ones have been have been really interesting too. So I've been watching those. God, that's actually a lot of superhero shows. There's so many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the Netflix ones. I like Daredevil and Luke All Cage. of them but Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Oh, was a disaster. God, why is that so bad? What, what's so fascinating is, like, how could you get three right and one so wrong? So wrong. Yeah. Like, did they not watch and Luke you, Cage? Yeah, or any of the <laughs> other ones. And then you go, like, all right, well, it'll get better. I mean, clearly there's probably some course correction. It actually got worse as the, as the show w- went. And the other one, why, why it's so mystifying is, especially with um, Jessica. Jessica Jones. Jessica Alba. Jones. Again, Jessica Alba. (laughs) How do you like her superhero show? (laughs) But Jessica Jones, now there's a character I'm not very familiar with. Most people are not very familiar with. No, I never read her comics. Never read her comics. Interesting, really cool show, and fit perfectly into that New York Marvel superhero world that they're creating. And then you're just like, you you watch... Iron Fist, and you're like, oh man, mm, how how they get hired? Wow, the who's the production yeah. company? Who did this? Um, so, all right, so we'll move on to uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. Beauty and the Beast. Now, did you guys see this? Because obviously, I have kids. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I saw part. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, it was one of those movies where, well, yeah, it didn't do anything wrong. It just it was you know a live action version of the animated movie. Wait, wasn't it. there a gay character in it? In Beauty and the Beauty oh, and the Beast. Uh, and then how did you talk to your daughter about that? Because so, <laughs> that's such a difficult conversation to have yeah. with the kids. <laughs> how do I talk to my kids? Yeah. Oh, it's gay. That, that means they like the same sex. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't really an issue. After, after, yeah, <laughs> oh, you mean you just talked to your kid and it, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a freak yeah, out and you didn't have to get the government and the Bible involved? No. I, well, I got the Bible involved, but yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. Here's a fiction story, kids. Is that what you said? So... <laughs> I said, read this. It's all true. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, but it, it was it was one of those movies that, like I, I'd said before, it was like as if I was a Dixie, uh, a Disney shareholder, I'd be happy it was made. As a moviegoer, I saw no point to its existence mm. at all. Like when you look at interesting things being done by like the, uh, uh, like the Jungle Book, right. which where it did something so interesting and so different than the actual animated version of it. Like you can do 
different things with these stories, but this was almost like a shot-by-shot remake of the animated version. Right. So um, creatively, there was nothing much there. Uh, the next was United Kingdom. I did not see this film. Did you guys see this mm-hmm. one? Aaron, did you see it? No. No? <laughs> All right, so it's out, so you it's can check it out. It's fantastic. Yeah. And now the site spotlight, uh, the weekly film news, which we'll be doing another episode with Neil um, in another couple of weeks. Uh, but also there's an interesting review. He reviews Split. And Neil and as many reviewers have been pretty much tired of M. Night's movies for many, right. many years. And he was pleasantly surprised by Split. He thought it really? was actually hmm. pretty interesting. And it w- what's also interesting about it is it was a self-funded movie. Like he... M. Night actually funded this one on his own. Because um, he had to. Yeah, yeah. Right? he kind of had, had to. at this point, you know, all it, took was what, all it took was what? Making 10 shitty movies that people stopped funding his films? Uh, so. Is there a uh, twist ending? To yeah. Split? <laughs> there okay. might be. I'll say yes. There might be, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a safe bet. So. Just a spoiler. Yeah. There's a twist. And, and uh, M. Night Shyamalan oh. movies. And CJ, does a, CJ also does a nice review of uh, Wonder Woman on the site. And he actually uh, goes uh, compares it back to the Donner Superman era. Oh wow! Films. So it's really uh, that's they're, cool. They're two great reads on the site right now. Uh, fan feedback. So on the King Arthur Legend of the Sword, uh, we talked about that last episode, episode three seventy two with Eric Griffin. We put that clip on the YouTube channel, and we talked about. Um, so Eric Griffin was talking about how uh, Charlie Hunnam, who plays, who's in the lead in that movie, and and. He said, uh, Eric was saying that Pacific Rim was like, I didn't like that movie. It wasn't that great. Yeah, no. we didn't challenge him on it. We didn't challenge him on it yeah. because we we, we... we like the guests. We let them talk. We, yeah. yeah. Even when they're wrong. <laughs> Wait, have I been wrong? Yeah. All day. Yeah, Shit. don't worry oh about it. <laughs> when you women me strong. But no, like, if, yeah, if a guest says, comes on the show and talks about a movie that we've already said we like, there's no reason to yeah, yeah, argue yeah. with Redebate it. Redebate yeah. it. But uh, so a comment on the YouTube, I'm encouraging you guys to go watch these clips on YouTube and mm. like and subscribe. It's a free way to support the show. Uh, Louis Barcera just wrote, Pacific Rim wasn't that bad with a smiley yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. Lewis, we agree. Yeah. And thank you totally so much. Totally agree. I'm looking forward to the sequel. <laughs> I'm going to like, uh, I'm I'm thumbs upping that comment. Excellent. Pacific Rims? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be that great if that was the sequel. Pacific <laughs> Rimming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go to the YouTube channel and, and put your comments there. And we'll Pacific Rim, Electric Kaiju. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Kaiju Returns. Mm-hmm. Electric Kaiju. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, What's coming out this week? Uh, the Moomy. The Moomy. The Moomy. Mummy Impossible yep, is coming out. Yep. Tom Cruise's Mummy. Show me the Mummy. Tom Cruise goes, I want to make a Mummy movie. Yep. They go, sure thing, pal. And this is the also the, the beginning of uh, Universal's Dark Universe, which oh. means all of the monster movies will be interconnected. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, because uh, Dr. Jekyll is being played by uh, Russell Crowe. With uh, very ham-handedly, but he's going to be playing. Are they, so they're yet. bringing back all yeah. the d- Dracula and all yeah, this business. They're doing, uh, you know, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. They want to remake like a lot of these. Uh, now, how are they? As Neil pointed out uh, when we were talking to him, he's like, "Well, the mummy kind of looks like she's taking over cities with sand. That's kind of kind of overpower the other monsters like Dracula and Frankenstein." <laughs> it's oh god, this is so like. Well, we need a Marvel universe too. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone gets a universe now. 
All right. So, and low budget uh, horror, it comes at night. That uh, looks in the good morning. and creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was. Never at dusk. <laughs> Never at dusk. <laughs> and Megan Levy. Now, this looks like an interesting film. This is about a um, uh, a woman who, I think she's in the military, but she has a dog. And oh, it's yeah, how I they, uh, they oh. save, uh, how she, her and her uh, dog save lives mm-hmm. in, in the war. I think it was the Iraq War, I believe. Yeah, and check that out. And My Cousin Rachel is a period piece, like a dangerous liaison type of film. With, <laughs> Great uh, accent, yes. <laughs> it's not a My Cousin Vinny remake? No, that's it's, it's not. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything needs to start this women is, now. We're remaking yeah. the dumbest movie. My Cousin Rachel. No, yes. <laughs> you got to meet Rachel. Th- this is, Forget about it. This is Horses and Ball Gowns. This is oh. that. This is what this is. Yeah, well, that's weird. I don't know anything about with, it. With, with some, th- with some forbidden pleasures. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, who, uh, who stars in this one? Rachel Weisz. Okay, yeah. She's that's the cousin. Horses and ball gowns. <laughs> yeah. Why this? I've talked. Why do we always got to go back to that era? Because it's naughty. Oh, it's naughty. And there's always some secret never spoken about. Yeah, who gives a shit? Again, aren't there more modern stories happening, like what happened in Lion and Moonlight? I I bet you there's interesting stuff happening, I don't know, right now. I wonder if there's a story you could tell about, I don't know, let's say a Native American tribe and an oil company wants to put a pipeline across it, or maybe you live in a country, a city like, I don't know, Flint, Michigan, and there's no drinkable water. Anyway, what could Oh, what, just make a documentary about it. Yeah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. There's no drama there. And no stars would want to be in that. No, not at all. It doesn't have Oscar bait written all over it. Instead, let's talk about a forbidden era where you couldn't find love on a horse. <laughs> Without a ball gown. So. Ball gown horse. Um, that was great so accent that, work, by the way. Yeah, Thank you so was, much. Really I went to Kenneth Branagh's uh, uh, Wonder Woman class. Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I studied with Amazons, and they yeah. went just pick a pick a weird voice. Um, so, well, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Laura Swisher, where can people find you on the inter- interweb? Anything they should come check out that you're doing? I've got a really easy Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Swish. Oh, nice. snap. I'm at Swish. And I think I have a website, but I haven't updated it in a gazillion years, so don't even bother going there. Okay. It's at okay. Swish. Mm-hmm. But if you are curious how outdated my website is, lauraswisher.org. It's a non-for-profit? Oh, nice. No, it's just, oh, you know what it was? Is like I had, I had loraswisher.com and I still might, but, uh, but I was too lazy to like deal with like updating that site. And so I just got .org and a friend of mine who's a web designer uh, put it up. So but it's it, a scam foundation like the Trumps and the Clintons, right? It's a scam. I will accept money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it helps a lot of people around the globe. It's like the Clinton Foundation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that sold plutonium to the <laughs> Russian businessmen. Yeah, but that helped Russian businessmen. <laughs> of course, those, <laughs> those guys were so, being helped. No, it's, it's all a, relative. It's so it's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> and they're all like, "Thank you for the uranium." Right? That's my Russian oh, accent. God, there you go again. So, You've got a get, gift. Yes. It is. It's a gift. Uh, Must get moose and squirrel. Oh, oh, moose. For the accent. I want to do the accent from the country that is not America. I could be anywhere. Yeah. That could be. I you like could, covering. You could be on the mur- Murder on the Orient Express. I want to be because yeah. I want to go through as many different continents with one <laughs> accent as I possibly can. The other Murder on the Orient Express starring Graham Elwood. Oh, there is a clue. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. 
So <laughs> I'm actually excited to now we'll, we'll move on to the spoiler app later today. Yes. Well, so. check out the Wonder Woman spoiler app. That'll be mm-hmm. uh, only on iTunes. We won't have video for that because we're not doing it at, at ATC. But, of course, clips of the show that you're listening to will be on YouTube. Please check that out. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then the full video of this episode will be for the Patreon right. backers. And what level? Is it five or ten? I believe it's ten. Ten. All right, that's but I fair. Forget. We'd like the to thing funnel people into the, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely want to funnel people into the ten. But if you can't afford ten, that is perfectly fine. Five, two, one. It all helps. Like at the five dollar level, you will hear um, Laura Swisher is going to recommend a movie and on audio, and that'll just be that. We'll do that as soon as we're done recording this. Yes. Uh, as we never let our guests leave. No, we don't. And remember, too, to buy earbuds. It's digital uh, downloads. There's extras and also the DVD that has all the extras on it as well. You can check that out. All that stuff is at ComedyFilmNerds.com. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, the CFN logo shirts. We are liquidating those. We're not printing those anymore, so we have. And we've also slashed the prices. It's 15 bucks for a regular style and then only 9.99 for the fee- the girly styles. Yep. So and once they're gone they're gone we're not going to reprint them. And we're so you get them now before they're gone. We we're yes. not going to reprint them. Same thing with uh, all of Doug Benson's CDs that are autographed. We're yep. we're liquidating that. Those we, are 25% off. 25% off. So we're just we're we're and most everything of them are must go. <laughs> most of them are autographed. Yes. There's like one where I don't know. Yeah. So you'll see if they you all buy smell one. like weed. Yeah. Sneezed on one. It's got his DNA on Only it. Only bit, so, I think. So yeah. So please, there's so many ways to help the show. Even if you you can't give, just like, support, subscribe. You can do that. But everything from Patreon to buying something in the store, uh, all of that helps. And go to my uh, YouTube show, The Political Vigilante, and hear me rant and rave uh, like a wingnut left wing progressive. Um, don't miss that. Don't miss that, folks. It's fantastic. <laughs> and maybe we'll see you at the WNBA. I ran into uh, a, a woman that say uh, works at USC as a scientist. Her and her boyfriend were going to the Sparks game. Oh, wow. When we were on the train, and she's like, are you Graham Elwood? Mm-hmm. I was like, never been recognized on a train to the Sparks game. That's perfect. That was great. She listens mm-hmm. to the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, go Sparks. They're your 2016 WNBA champions. They're trying to defend their title this year, so please support them. And the Cubs are back in first place after sweeping St. Louis. Um, Aaron? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. Thank you so much to Aaron Brungart uh, for uh, finally saying his name correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody here at ATC, Brenton, who did the... Um, so so the social media that you guys are seeing, like the, the clips of us watching... Um, the trailers that are put up on the ATC site and then I grab them and comedy filmers grab them. That's uh, Brenton who does social media for ATC. So being at the studio is really helping us. They're doing, we're getting all this uh, extra help with promoting yes. it and recording it and all this other stuff. So we're very, very grateful to be here on the show. Thank you so much, Laura Swisher. Thank you guys for having me. Follow her at Swish. And uh, I think that's, that's it. it. That's it. I'm Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. From another country. <laughs>